Good morning and welcome to Transformation Radio. Your love is like radiant diamonds bursting inside us. We cannot contain. Your love will surely come find us like blazing wildfire. Singing your name God of mercy See love of mine I have surrendered To your design May this offering Stretch across the sky Your love is like radiant diamonds bursting inside us. We cannot contain your love, will surely come find us like blazing wildfire. God of mercy, sweet love of mine, I have surrendered to your design. May this offering stretch across the sky, these hallelujahs be more. to today's reading of the New Testament. And it'll come from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 
verses 1 through 13. How could the Corinthian believers ignore God's message? Well, perhaps they were doubting Paul and his words, confused by the false teachers who taught a different message. The people heard God's message, but did not let it affect what they said and did. God offers salvation to all people. Some people put off a decision for Christ, thinking that there's going to be a better time. But they could easily miss their opportunity altogether. There's no time like the present to receive God's forgiveness. Don't let anything hold you back from coming to Christ. The right time is now. We'll read here today that in everything he did, Paul always considered what his actions communicated about Jesus Christ. You know, if you're a believer, you're a minister for God. In the course of each day, unbelievers observe you. Don't let your careless or undisciplined actions be some person's excuse for rejecting Christ. Being put in jail would cause many people to become bitter or to give up. But Paul saw jail time as one more opportunity to spread the good news of Christ. Paul realized that his current circumstances weren't as important as what he did with them. Turning a bad situation into a good one, he reached out to the Roman soldiers who made up the palace guard and encouraged Christians who were afraid of persecution. Now, we may not be in prison, but we still have plenty of opportunities to be discouraged. Times of indecision financial burdens, family conflict, church conflict, or the loss of our jobs. How we act in such situations will reflect what we believe. Like Paul, look for ways to demonstrate your faith even in bad situations. Whether or not the situation improves, your faith will grow stronger. And now let's begin reading today, here in the New Testament. September 2nd. The New Testament. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. As God's partners, we, Paul and his co-workers, beg you, Corinthians, not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, At just the right time I heard you. On the day of salvation I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us and no one will find fault with our ministry. In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. We've been beaten, been put in prison, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. We prove ourselves by our purity our understanding, our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. We faithfully preach the truth. God's power is working in us. We use the weapons of righteousness in the right hand for attack and the left hand for defense. We serve God, whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest but they call us impostors. We are ignored, even though we are well known. We live close to death, but we are still alive. We have been beaten, but we have not been killed. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. Oh, dear Corinthian friends, 
We have spoken honestly with you, and our hearts are open to you. There is no lack of love on our part, but you have withheld your love from us. I am asking you to respond as if you were my own children. Open your hearts to us. Our reading in the book of Psalms today comes from Psalm chapter 46, verses 1 through 11. We'll see that the fear of mountains or cities suddenly crumbling into the sea as a result of an earthquake or a nuclear blast haunts many people today. But the psalm writer says that even if the world were to end, we need not fear. In the face of utter destruction, the writer expressed a quiet confidence in God's ability to save him. It seems impossible to consider the end of the world without becoming consumed by fear. But the Bible, my friend, is clear. God is our refuge even in the midst of total destruction. He is not merely a temporary retreat. He is our eternal refuge and can provide strength in any circumstance. You know, many great cities have rivers flowing through them, sustaining people's lives by making agriculture possible and facilitating trade with other cities. We'll read here in this passage of Scripture in Psalms today that Jerusalem had no river, but it had God, who, like a river, sustained the people's lives. As long as God lived among the people, the city was invincible. But when the people abandoned Him, well, God no longer protected them, and Jerusalem fell to the Babylonian army. Psalm 46 Verses 1 through 11. For the choir director, a song of the descendants of Korah, to be sung by soprano voices. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. Interlude. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos, and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders, and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Interlude Come, see the glorious works of the Lord. See how He brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Interlude Proverbs chapter 22, verse 15 A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness, but physical discipline will drive it far away. Hey, this is Danny Sounder, second phase, coming to you from... Hilltop Lutheran Church. I'd just like to give an affirmation out to Mama Fink. For those of you who don't know her, it's uh, Jake Fink's mom. 
just like to thank her for uh, all her support of the refuge. Uh, she comes, takes us out to praise and worship on Friday nights at Junction City. She's taking time out with her and her niece to come out and cut our hairs. Um, she's came, she's came and uh, donated food, cookies, and ice cream. She gives a uh, unending support and uh, love to her son Jake, and she gives him plenty of food. And he's unselfish with it. He, he shares everything that he uh, that he that he has, and uh, just really like to thank her for everything she does for the refuge. Thank you for the support. Love you. Thank you.
I want you guys to think about something. Worship is not music. Worship is not songs. Those are expressions of worship. Worship cannot be confined to a box. Worship is simply our connection to him. That's it. This one thing. The songs, the dance, the painting, the singing, all of that are expressions of worship. They're expressions that flow out of that place. But worship, simply put, keeping it out of the box is just this connection that we have to God. So this is kind of what I want to see happen in the church corporately, in worshipers. I'm talking about everyone. I'm not talking about people playing instrument and sing. I am talking about everybody, the church, the worshipers. This is, in this reformation that we are in, this progressing revival that we don't want to end. We don't want this to be something that ages from now, they're going back then in that revival. But it's this thing that is constantly growing. Worship has a place in that. And worship has to grow. It has to change. It has to move forward and progress. This is what happens to us. We go through our week and we have life. We have jobs. We have kids. We have families. We have friends. We have our bad days, our good days. We have school. We have lots of things going on. And then we come to church on Sunday and we say, okay, pastor, okay, worship team, get me connected again. And the worship team sings their two or three fast praise songs. Then they sing their kind of two or three kind of in-between songs. And then they do like the more intimate songs. And, you know, we got to start off with this way and we got to do it this way because we got to get everyone in and we got to get people reconnected. You guys know what I'm talking about? Okay. Now I'm not saying that this is a, a bad thing. This is just where we're at right now as a church. But I am saying we can't stay here. We can't stay in this place. Imagine what would worship be like if everyone corporately came in already connected, ready to go, saying, I don't need a song to get me connected again. I don't need anyone to do anything to conjure something up inside of me because I fought all week long for this connection because it is the most important thing in my life. How amazing would worship be? How much deeper could we go? How, what would, it, what would it be like? How much of God's presence, even more, could we consume in these times of corporate gathering? It's, it blows my mind to think about how that could be. I, I have a well inside of me. We all do. We all have this well inside of us. It is our job and our responsibility to keep it full. Full does not equal to the rim. Full equals overflowing. There's a constant pouring in and a constant pouring out. And whatever I got to do to keep that well filled, that's what I'm going to do. Because we, we all feel that. Like, say you, you go to a conference and you get 
revved up. You get refreshed. You get renewed. You get something restored in you. Something gets jolted awake. And you come home and you're like, all right, things are going to change, family. We're going to do this and this and this. And you just, you set out your, your goals for your week. And this is what happens. You start doing it and maybe you get bored. Or maybe you don't have some crazy encounter and the angel Gabriel didn't come and tell you what to do next year. And maybe, you know, like all these things happen and we, we start to detach and become disconnected and we pull back further. And then here we are, we're waiting for Sunday to reconnect. Or if you don't really enjoy your worship at your church, you're just waiting for the next conference which who knows when that is, right? Like we all, we all do this all the time. Like I, I remember so many times just even coming into worship and going, why, why do I feel like I've got to, yeah, work it up. Why does it feel that way? And I started getting this revelation like, oh, this connection, where is it going in my week? What's happening to that? What's happening? And keeping that connection alive. This is what it looks like. At any moment, I can go to the grocery store and I can be standing in line and I can stop what I'm doing right there and I can worship Jesus with all that is within me, with all the passion inside of me, right then and there. Because this connection is alive. It is alive. It is connected. And I don't have to go and try and get any songs or whatever. I don't, I don't go, oh, excuse me. Is there anyone here in the grocery store that can play a song for me right now? I just feel a need to worship and I need you to kind of work something up in me. Like, no way. Like, I want this connection alive. I, I want to see a church where people come and they are like, I am connected. I'm ready to go. And I don't need songs or this or that. And I'm not trying to say songs are bad. I'm not trying to say we don't, we don't sing songs. I'm just trying to say, what would it be like if we come already connected? That at the very start, bam, we're there. We're in his presence because we know how to get there. We know how to be in his presence. We're familiar with this connection, staying there, staying connected. This is the key. Having an unoffended heart, that is the key right there. Because this this is what we do. I will tell you right now, there's probably not a day that doesn't go by in my life that this ugly thing dares to pop its head up against me and I have to chop that head off again and keep that thing down. This thing that says, but why did that stuff happen? God where were you? You're God and you're so big. And these things that happened to me, these traumatic things, these hurtful things, where were you? Why couldn't you stop those things from happening? You, God, in all your power, the creator of all the universe who holds the earth in his hand, why did those things happen? And when I don't get my answers, I go, you don't get all of me. And I am withholding my heart and withholding my worship. And I might worship you like this much, but you're not really going to get a passionate, alive, laying it all out, all my worship, because I want answers. My heart is offended. My heart is offended. And I can't get to a deep place with God because I'm hurt and I'm offended. This thing will eat us alive if we allow it to. I, I deal with this all the time. Every day in my life, I deal with this. This is like the battle of my life. Dealing with going, I mean, 
It is an amazing thing to be able to come to God and say, God, you know what? I don't need the answers because more than I want answers, I want you. I want you more than I want answers. What would our worship be like if we could even get there? Because how many of us are in that place? Some of us are there and don't even know it. We're going, gosh, why can't I get deeper with God? Why can't I have a more connected relationship? Why don't I feel something? Maybe there's a place in your heart that's had an offense, that's pulled back as a natural reaction. I got hurt. I got burned. Ouch. Ouch. I pull back. But to be able to press through the pain and press through all that stuff and say, it is of little importance compared to being with God. I'm feeling so small. Standing here weeping As I'm coming clean Of the secrets I'm keeping Cause I've caused so much pain To the ones I love the most And I'm falling apart as I carry my heart to your throne I am completely surrendering Finally giving you everything You're my redeemer I run to the cross Because you Nothing I own the Treasures I held Just weighed down my soul And there's nothing left Inside of me But I long
It's my father's house. And thank you for listening to Transformation Radio.